I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Don't want to watch any more of that shite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big one. It's a bloody big one. It's a bloody big one. It's Saturday, which means it's time for the Front Free Q&A podcast with me, Adam Bowen, the one and only Dave O'Brien. Yes, hello. And Lawrence McKenna as well, of course. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Hope everyone's having a lovely Saturday so far. No doubt improved by the fact you listen to the Front Free. Mm. Uh, that's very, not very modest. Um, Dave, before we get started, before we get into all these questions, did you enjoy Thursday night's Europe League action? Um, not really, no. No, wasn't the greatest moment of my bad. life. I'm going to be honest, but afterwards I did watch the um, BT Sport Goal Show, which was pretty banging. Like switches between the <laughs> games, first time I watched it, so that kind of like made me even a bit better. Pretty banging, because then Alder scored that scored that absolute oh, yeah. sheer impression. Sensation. When you say it switches between get games, what do you mean, Dave? Do you mean like it it goes like you know at the end of the season match they cut between matches? like that? Yeah, a bit, a bit like that. So basically, oh, like, that it'll, cool. it'll be on the Liverpool game, liverpool Augsburg for a bit, and then uh, a goal going in, like, say, for example, Schalke Shaxi will flip oh, to that game. Okay. So the goal will go in, it'll watch yeah, a little yeah. bit of that, then it'll flip to Braga versus Sion. It was just quite a good experience. That makes perfect it. sense, yeah. Uh, but it also you... makes no sense because none of those games <laughs> have any bearing on each other, but okay. <laughs> uh, Dave, were Manchester United as bad as uh, everyone says they were? Uh, yeah, they were pretty rubbish, pretty toothless <laughs> in midfield. Um, didn't really have anything anywhere on the pitch. Defensively, we were poor. In midfield, they were awful. And up front, one matter. What is do you he think, playing at? Do, do, we, do we think if Manchester United were to lose to Shrewsbury on Monday or, you know, failing that, they they lost that second leg, is that going to be the, the final last straw? <laughs> is that the final <laughs> last straw which get... broke the second camel's back of the third yes. donkey from the left just exactly. after they fucked up the on shit straight, Dave? Straw. Is that the last <laughs> straw? Because I think I feel like the last straw was about 50 fields ago, Dave. Exactly. Yeah, I think he's kind of run out of straw and he's now <laughs> moved on to grass or something. I don't know. I, don't, I think this, he's this just gone horribly wrong. sitting in a derelict warehouse just like there's no more straw. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do, guys? Ed, have we got any more straw? <laughs> Yeah. I think he's got. I think he's got a lot of straw because it, it doesn't matter what he does. He can't. It doesn't seem to be uh, to be sacked. So then there's good. no straw to break any camel's back. So he's in the wrong factory. Right. Very yeah. confused. Let's get on with the. I questions. think that works perfectly. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> on that note, let's get on with the questions. Been sending in lots of good questions over the last week or so. The first one. Lawrence comes from Cameron can we, can we, What we should just say to people is, you can send your question any time and we'll pick it up. It's just yeah. that we, we encourage you to tweet it just for the podcast because, yes, you know, that makes it easier in our timeline. Um, exactly. But if you have a quite like, day or night, if you wake up and you're like, oh, what's oh. more important, fullback or centre-back? Then we will, you know, we can still answer it. Exactly. Centre-back. Um, speaking of which, a question sent a few days ago by Cameron Falcus Lawrence. He said, what are your thoughts on TFR FC personally? I think their centre-back was poor. Number 14, I think it was. Yeah. I feel like mostly uh, their centre-backs were strung up in the edit. 
Um, mm. And the two commentators who gave very little context and spoke... I think we gave plenty of context. Spoke pretty poorly at times. Frankly, we described what we saw on the pitch uh, to perfection. And, you know, you can only work with what you're given. Yeah, well... I mean, the problem, you know, the problem is that most, you know, most commentators can say the number three correctly, but, um, mm. you know, it, <laughs> not me. <though>. No, uh, <laughs> um, I think it, it was, it was basically it'll... down to an experience pre-match. Adam walked over to me and said, right, exactly. so no one else will play centre-back. Will you play centre-back? And I said, I've never played centre-back before. <laughs> I, I shouted don't in care. his face. I've never played centre-back. Back. Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. Um, and I said, don't care, mate. We need to send it back. You're in. He Thank grabbed me around much. the neck. He said, listen, you little pussy. You're on the pitch. Get in the fucking pitch. Yeah, get on the fucking no, pitch. And then he swore played... at me a lot. I just want his dad to know that. Having never played centre-back. Um, <laughs> I, think, I... I think you did a terrible job. You lost 10-1 <laughs> on aggregate. Let's just say it showed. But at the same time, no one in that team covered themselves in glory. I, don't think, I think if I had a few more games, Apart from me, lad. I, think I, could, I think I'd learn more. Like Even just yes. watching that, that footage back. You sort yes. of, you sort of think, you look at it and you're like, ah, oh, right, I'd be there, or I'd do this, or I'd do that. These, these, these or, players, you know, these guys have never played together uh, before either, which is obviously a very important part of not even eleven aside, five aside, any level of football. But there's no together. excuse. I mean, there's, you know, uh, we we still need uh, we need practice, Adam. Yes, don't worry. Me and Dave are going to be in for the next game, aren't we, Dave? Potentially, depending on whether money holds up. Next question, Brian. Brian Momat15. Thank you for your question on Twitter. He said, who do you expect to win Europa and who is the dark horse candidate? Thank you. Can't wait to listen. Who's going to win the Europa League, Dave? Not Manchester United, I assume. Um, Some good teams Dortmund. in there. Dortmund, yeah, I, I think that is, that is the, the most popular shout. What about dark horse, Lawrence? Is there someone you think is going to, you know, take us all by surprise and win I this? I think thing? Liverpool, are, uh, Liverpool are a dark horse. Um, do you think, they, can they really go all the way Liverpool? Um, no, I don't think they the can. Quality. I, I mean, I was against... going to say originally, I was going to say Napoli, but they're one 0 down on their um, in their. I think they're one 0 down, aren't they? In yep. their in their. Yeah. Um, and I was also thinking, you know, what would a team like Basel do? But I, I think Dave's right. You know, I think. Although, Dave, what about Leverkusen? Um, I'm not sure about Leverkusen. I think they'll they'll come a bit on stock, I reckon, against better quality. I think. Athletic Bill Bow would be a good shout for Dark Horse because they they play quite a good style of football, a very English style um, sort of counter attacking, quite direct to the target man. So I reckon they'll cause a bit of trouble to some sides. For example, Dortmund, if they're pressing them, Bill Bow can go direct, can get the ball wide and cross it into the box. Mm. It's a good avenue. So yeah, I think Bill Bow will do quite well. You look at, I mean, look at that Dortmund team. What a great, very, very good, oh, such a fantastic side. That's a bloody team. Yeah. Next question, Piotr Gala said, "What's the cheekiest thing you've ever seen a footballer do on the pitch?" Mm, oh, grab, grab another football player's balls. It's pretty cheeky. They mean like that, or they mean like uh, in terms of like a move, you know? Because JJ um, Okocha did that rainbow flick once over that guy's head, and that was pretty cheeky, wasn't it? That was the Berbatov skill against uh, West Ham Oof. on the byline, where he like did a three sixty spin. He's and not really a someone. cheeky player, though, is he? Oh, he is. He's got a cheeky little smile afterwards. Did you ever see that Twitter account that was about that was like a Berbatov pad parody where he's uh, the Lord of a Manor and stuff? Yeah, and yeah. He was, he was was like, go, he'd go one. ice skating on his yeah, pond. Yeah. It was one of the, one of my favourite Twitter accounts. I mean, it's a shame that one unfinished, but it's a great banner. Whilst shame it that he left England, really, isn't it? Yeah, poor guy. I like that. Uh, it's not the cheekiest thing I've ever seen, but I did. <laughs> I just watched an interview with Yaya Toure when he was talking about uh, Messi. You know, the last year in the Champions League, yeah. when Messi decided that he was going to nutmeg everyone on the pitch. And apparently he'd sort of, you know, intentionally done that and afterwards was sort of laughing his head off about it, which I think is... Uh, that's <laughs> pretty funny. cheeky, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah just being like, yeah, I'm going to nutmeg everyone, and then like laughing like a drain afterwards, just embarrassing your poor James Milner. What about um, that cheeky? That, what about that cheeky time? Um, cheeky time that Ronaldo got Rooney sent off. That was pretty cheeky, wasn't ooh, it? Oh, and the wink. The wink. That was so cheeky. Oh, or, or Maradona handballing it. Uh, that oh was yeah, pretty that's, cheeky. That is pretty, yeah, that is that's pretty. That's pretty cheeky. Away just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah just, exactly. Because he knew exactly what he'd done. <laughs> that's what I loved about it. Was it was like goal, and the, the referee was just like, yeah, why not? Goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah, he's acting like he scored. He? Yeah, he exactly. Scored. He must uh, have scored. <laughs> good question here from Arteta. Assist. Always sending in the good questions. He said, "Who is the greatest captain of all time?" Bobby Moore. Big um, question. We've got a few candidates. We've got the likes of Ledley King, Moore. for example. Um, Bobby Carlos Puyol, Ike Casillas, Roy Keane, Gerard, John Patrick Terry. Vieira. I mean, John Terry really leads by example. Um, he does indeed. Greatest of all time, though. Um, all time. Uh, I'm tempted to say someone who, you know, who's like a captain who's, who's won it all internationally. Club Flip, level. Philip Lahm? Maldini. Philip, yeah, Maldini. Philip Lahm doesn't strike me as your, your typical captain. I like that. Roy Keane. Iniesta? Uh, Iniesta? Nah. I like Xavi? They're not captain... <laughs> I'm not saying not captain material. They're not really not captain material, aren't they, mate? Um, for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, mate. We don't yeah. really see you as captain material. <laughs> um, um, I, oh, I... I'm tempted to say Carlos Puyo because he's uh, captain of because you think one of the greatest like, club sides like of all time. Um, and I, I'm, in my head, he's the Spain captain as well, even though he, he wasn't at the time. I think we'd all um, go for different captains because I think we all appreciate it. I think you like the Puyol type, like type captain. Yeah, I like shout, the yeah they lead by like, example, but they're a yeah, leader. You know, that, I, I'm not. I like that, but I don't want that to be my captain. I want that to be one of the players. I want my captain to be a a sort of strong, lead, stoic. Yeah, stoic, silent type. Who sort mm. of leads by sort of give me the ball, I'm ready, and then they just go. I didn't really like Gerard as a captain. I, I thought he was, I thought it was detrimental to Liverpool. Blimey, he's gone there. Uh, Dave, who's your, uh, who's your? Show? I think I'm going to go for Patrice Evra. I think he encapsulated Man United, completely took it on, um, and you know, led by example, very feisty. I think that's like, like you're saying, it's, it's different for different people. Different captains, you know, mm. bring with different qualities. And I think Patrice Evra was just, you know. A really, really solid captain. Different strokes for different folks. Speaking of captains, Arteta's sister's also replied to Cameron Falcons' earlier comment oh. uh, about you, Lawrence. And he oh, said, cut he? him some slack. Yeah. He's a young lad who is lacking confidence. He will be TFR <laughs> captain in 10 years' time. He will be definitely be over the hill in 10 years' time. But um, he's right. Give me he's time right. be, and I will go into that in role. 10 years. Put me alongside Cheeky Spot Joel at centre-back and, and I will show you a partnership. Anovo says, not really a question, he just said, I know it takes a ton of time between TFR and stuff, but you guys need to do more front free stuff. <gasps> He's right, you know. Dun, 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 He's right. Dun. Go and check out the YouTube. There's some lovely previews there. And there'll be more content coming soon. <laughs> I love when people say content. It sounds so sort I hate of, the word content. It sounds so I internal. Hate it. Yeah. Uh, it's so corporate. Yeah, there's more videos or something. Guys, uh, uh, and I, I also hate that now everyone uses it. So everyone on YouTube's like, content, you content. Guys, you, your guys' content deserves more subs content no which it does it. if you like the content tell your friends morgan ryan says should hazard be sold as a chelsea fan i don't want him in the club considering what he said about psg and his attitude etc yeah didn't really endear himself to to chelsea fans and pretty much anyone uh, by what he said lawrence surely he should be 
focusing on his team winning the Champions League rather right. than talking about wanting to go to PSG I to agree. win the Champions League. I agree with Lukey more. I think you know, I agree with the Football Rumble. I listened to the Football Rumble preview this week and they said of the weekend, it's fantastic. Podcast. And they said um they basically said, you know, they were surprised more wasn't made of that and that uh you know that he wasn't dropped from the team because it sounded pretty outrageous. Yeah. Although maybe it was an internal thing. I imagine more journalists would have made more of it, but maybe it was an internal thing and they sort of went, listen, that, that kind of comment is not except I don't know if it was in English. Was it in English? Mm. If it wasn't in English, then it's open to mistranslation. I think uh, Roy Keane said he'd kick him up and down the, the training pitch. The yeah, that was it. Yeah, I love Roy Keane. <laughs> done that. Dave, what do you reckon? Do you think it's almost better for Chelsea if Hazard goes now? Or do you think a player of his quality, although he hasn't shown it this season, is someone that Chelsea needs to keep hold of? I'd put him into the reserves, bin him. What's the point? If he's going to be that disrespectful about the club, and it obviously he has caused rifts in the club this season, his form's absolutely awful. It just doesn't, you know, it can't come out. He's not, obviously the comments could have been mistranslated, but he's not come out and denied the comments, has he? He's just let it let it float by. So yeah, I'd stick him in the reserves. Hmm. Um, about that? Hazard. <laughs> Uh, continuing Absolutely the running thread of uh, TFRFC commentary, Cameron Falcon said <laughs> in in, uh, in reply to our Tetris assist, I'm unsure. He seemed clueless and the communication just wasn't there. I think he should be dropped for the next game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was like, oh, he, he, he's sort of making a joke. But this one is kind of like he's got quite serious all of a sudden. He's are like, they, yes, are they talking about Are they talking about me on the pitch or you on the podcast, Adam? I can't work I'm it out. Sure. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not oh, sure. I'm not sure. I, I believe. Well, let's just say, Lawrence. Let's just say thank you for Adam to you know for getting up this Saturday morning. It's yeah, so good doing to what, what, I'm, to doing time, what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll accept your your thanks, your gratitude. Uh, Matt, I think it was forty percent your fault. Fourteen percent. Yes, yes I, yeah. I agree. Was moving to Real Madrid a bad choice for James Rodriguez? Says Matt C97 on Twitter. Same for Isco. Interesting. I think so, yeah. Two players in 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 the same position, Dave. A lot. Uh, James Rodriguez's temperament has been questioned in the last sort of well this season essentially he's had the speeding incident of course he's apparently not pulling his weight in training Isco seems a bit of a different player he's a bit of a Madrid favourite yeah but do you think for both of them it was kind of a mistake to go there Um, it's a difficult one I think James Rodriguez was definitely a mistake because he's I think he is a player that likes to be loved and needs to be the, the focal point of everything and obviously at Real Madrid we've got too many of those stars that want to be that player so maybe the move to Real was was a bit wrong a bit too early after having a really blistering mm. World Cup playing attacking midfield probably could have done with another season at Monaco and then moved somewhere else you know the likes of Chelsea Man United so many teams need an attacking midfielder and it seems like he's made a massive like poor decision in a way but the money talks at the end of the day in football doesn't it wow. really did you see the the clip of James Rodriguez dislocating his shoulder against Roma and then nice. he goes off the pitch Ooh. and the physio just pop instantly it? pops it back in and he goes Ugh. back onto the pitch and, and then sends him back on that's bizarre isn't it it is mental Isco on the other, on the other hand I think um, he's starting to be a bit more a uh, bit more of a key player in this Madrid team makes sort of makes things work tick altogether but again a player that was at Malaga and was the centre of everything mm. and again both players you could build a team around so going to Madrid for both of them maybe it was a bit of a mistake but I think Isco mm. will come good James will eventually be sold same with Kaká really it's the same with a lot of players mm. that were bought um, with the promise of being kind of the first team central guys if your Galacticos don't fit together because you know they require a team around them it doesn't work Next question, a great question here from Honor Sixpence. How much praise does Ranieri deserve for Leicester's success? And what were his main changes from the struggling team last season? Now he, he deserves say, he deserves one point eight million uh in reward money. Because apparently he gets a hundred thousand for every um 
position above 18th that he finishes. Wow. He is going to be a very rich man. Fat man wins the league. What, uh, we should probably point out the fact that although they were struggling last season, mm, the right. second half of the season, they were actually one of the best teams in the league. I should have kept Nigel Pearson then, mate. If I'm not wrong, they, they, they were yeah. one of the best teams in 2015 as a calendar year. Mm. So it wasn't the whole season they were struggling. Ranieri has managed to, to continue that form. I think the interesting thing that he hasn't made wholesale changes. For example, it's uh, Vardy and Mares, who are two of the key players who were actually there last season. Obviously, Kante's come in and been incredible. But Ranieri hasn't actually... He's, it's not a revolution. You know, it's more of an evolution. Do you think the fear is that the further, they, the further they get away from that, the, uh, the sort of, you know, the further they believe they are from the, you know, the original uh, mix, if you like, and that it yes. becomes sort of harder and harder to sustain that? Do you think they've almost got no pressure, though? Because, you know, anything they do from now on is uh, a huge success. It already is a huge success. Yeah, but then there's still, I think, uh, you know, we say there's no, you know, it feels like there's no pressure right now, but then in mm. the future there will be more pressure building up. Right. You know, players begin be to sign season, sponsorship it? deals and, you know, as they be- get, begin to get more notable, uh, the club get offers, those yes. kind of things for the players. And, you know, as your profile raises, so does the number of things you have to deal with. And that's why you become more famous, essentially. I think he sort of gave an interview last week as well. And it seemed like the main uh, or one of the contributing factors to their success was kind of man management. He sort of said when he arrived, you know, I'm not going to change anything dramatically, tactically. But he was sort of saying, give me your all in training. And, you know, I'll sort of treat you well as well. I think he gives him two days off a week. And he keeps that man management, that mental state. Never given them the weekend off, though, has he? Well, he's just given. Yeah, he's given them a whole week off now, though, which has been questioned. They've all Oof. they've all been given the week off because obviously they're not in FA Cup action. And some people are sort of saying, you know, is that a great idea? You know, could work. Clear the heads after that loss to Arsenal. Yeah, no, that's the whole point, isn't it? What about also? Um, he does seem a bit like in interviews, though. He's running out of things to say when people say, "Can you win the title?" He's on, like, you, we're sort of seeing the limits of his English at this point. Because for a while he was sort of like, you know, well, you know, I'm just a humble Italian. And now it's sort of like... Um, Do you think it would be, would it be worse for Arsene Wenger if Leicester win it or Spurs win it? Because if Leicester win it after Arsenal failed to for, for over 10 years... Better if Leicester win it. Better if Leicester win it. Because is, it what, is it worse for Arsene? Is that more embarrassing or no, for Arsene Wenger? No, because the whole point for Wenger is Wenger's built sustainability. And that's not what Leicester have. Leicester have Leicester have had a meteoric rise. And Arsenal but we don't know if they've got. We don't know if they've got sustainability. Yeah. yeah, but that's the point. Is what I'm saying is uh, Arsenal already have sustainability. So a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. <laughs> but you're saying to me, uh, I'm, I'm I, saying that I'm saying that when people say, "Oh, oh look at this, Arsene Wenger, you bloody idiot! You can make mm. him win the league, but he can." These are two different achievements, two very different achievements. Um, I see what you're saying, but I think he's made Arsenal sustainable over time and they're in a position now where they should be winning the league. Yeah, they should be winning the league, but I I also don't think... So it's not embarrassing for him to win it. No, I don't think it is. No, I think because because the whole point of competing in a league is that you're competing with other systems and sometimes those systems will come together in a different way to the way that yours will. And he can't help the timing of another side. He can help the timing of his own side and arguably... Is it not his job to make his system... Uh, the one that so infallible. wins the league. Yeah, but it's also his. It's also his job to balance the books. It's also his job to uh, build a side who uh, have entertaining football. All these kind of things. So he does tick a lot of other boxes. So what I'm yes. saying is, when when people sort of criticise or say, you know, oh, you know, if Leicester can do it, why can't Arsenal? 
All right, then do it for three seasons in a row. You stay in the top four for three seasons in a row, then come back to me. Not saying that. I'm not saying that's not uh, difficult to achieve. And obviously, Arsenal has achieved a lot despite the fact having not won the league. And as you say, he's had certain restrictions uh, financially with the with the Emirates Stadium. He's managed to keep them at the top level. But I still think at this point we shouldn't be in a situation where it's, it's actually we should mention Manchester City as well. We shouldn't be in a situation where Arsenal and Manchester City have squads that are worth six, seven, eight, nine, ten times more than Leicester's. And they're getting beaten. Well, we don't know if it's going to happen yet, but they could get beaten to the league. I see what I, I don't what think it's embarrassing. I'm not saying it's embarrassing because it almost plays down Leicester's achievements almost. But I do think that, that Arsene Wenger will take a lot of criticism. So Manuel Pellegrini, Man City, if a team that seemingly have come from nowhere managed to win the league over them. I see what but, you're saying, but at the same time, I think you know, then, then the two different achievements, and then people calling it embarrassing or people trying to mm. level it as a criticism is almost it's just a it's like a, a false scarecrow isn't it? <laughs> it's what a scarecrow um, I think that Leicester City have obviously done very well and it's it is the difference between the clubs like Arsenal and the clubs like Leicester obviously the consistency like Lawrence is saying over seasons getting the Champions League over and over again but I think it will be a bit of a it will be against Wenger, to be quite honest. You know, he, he had the opportunity. He's had two transfer windows where he could have bought some players and could have really strengthened them. Probably would have gone on to win the league if they'd signed. Signed, uh, you know, again, just made some signings that, that have got a bit more quality than just getting El Nene. So I think it is a massive uh, miss for Arsenal and the Arsenal fans if they don't win the league this season, just because of the the lack of form of Chelsea and Man City that have been very dominant over the last few years. But you've got to give credit to uh, what. Um, Ranieri's done and how he's sort of continued Nigel Pearson's good work last season mm. and, and really evolved the side and tactically they're, they're probably the best side tactically in England at the moment I'd say I, I, I do think that if, if people are sort of talking as if Nigel Pearson would have also taken it almost exactly on this route but we don't know that he wouldn't have done that because he completely changed it he started this run he, start, <laughs> he evolved the squad to um, you know believe in themselves and, and attack t- teams at home and Play play on the counter attack. You know he he kept them up, and he does deserve a lot of credit for this side. Uh, yeah, but that's the same mm. as saying that Gerard Houllier won the Champions League. Uh, it's not at all because it's a very short because it's such a short space of time. Like Adam was saying, it was 2015 when Leicester started winning. They continued that form through the, the next season, and then have continued it after that. And it's that's not that long a time frame. What we're talking that's like a year. That's a, that. Yeah, but that that is a long time frame. That's that's if, a lot. If, in football, Dave. How uh, how how long has that been for Manchester United? So it's not even right. So that's felt th- like a fucking age it, right? for Manchester United. Pearson, fans. Pearson was manager <laughs> um, in May. One, two, three, four, five. So it's like it's like nine months since Pearson. So left, long enough which to have a, isn't a long time. Yeah, but the point would also be that their football. Pearson to say that would I just think it takes away from what Ranieri's done. No, but I'm not of saying course, I'm not taking yeah, away from what Ranieri's doing. I'm built. I'm saying that they're both. Pearson built the the blocks. He started all this good run off, and then um, Ranieri's in, tactically have improved Leicester City a hell of a lot, and he's continued the form a hell of a lot. So he, yeah, but the, again, form. I mean, they had a summer off in that time, Dave. So that's not continuing. Yeah, form. but then, when did Ranieri come in as well? Like Ranieri came mm. in quite at the end of the quite close to the start. I think of you've season. got. To give. You said he left in May. So there's how many months there? But as in, as in Ranieri came in at the end of that window, at the end of that summer transfer window, then he started putting his work in place. So a lot of the stuff that Pearson did would have st- would have continued to be at the club. I, 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 I see what you, you mean have, tactically. You have to give both of them. How about you have to give Ranieri that's what I mean. a lot of that's credit what I'm to take saying. it to the next level, but you can't ignore Pearson's contribution. You can't say, you know, he's nothing to do with it. 
You got, yeah, you're not saying nothing, but at the same time... Don't give him too much credit. You know, don't be an ostrich. <laughs> don't be an ostrich. Well said. Uh, Serial Tweets said, Would Madrid be better off without CR7? Yeah. Move on. Yeah. No. Yes. No. 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 So, I, think we're, I think we're potentially starting to see the evolution of Ronaldo again, going back to what he did best. That goal he scored was just classic Ronaldo. Left wing, left wing inside, bang. There's Bilbao, left wing, inside, bang. That's what Ronaldo needs to go back to his roots, I think. It's been too too long he's been floating around yeah. near the penalty area trying to score goals, and now he needs to come to the ball and make things happen again. And We're starting to see that in this Madrid team now. Do it in another team. Go somewhere else. Do it somewhere else. Faruha, good old Faruha, said, Arsenal fans think they've got a chance against Barcelona. Tell Arsenal fans, shut up. That's not a, que- that's not that's a question. Not a question. Yeah, it's more of a statement. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, looking how Barcelona performing. Dave, uh, do we hold out much hope for Arsenal? Do you think they're going to give a good account of themselves next week? <laughs> Not at all. I think that I think any really? team that comes up against Barca are going to oh, get okay. going to get what this year. I, uh, you do wonder when you know people say about Arsene Wenger that he's very focused on uh, how his team plays. He doesn't focus on say the opposition. He doesn't do in depth sort of scan reports and try to neutralise them. Doesn't he? It's very much you know we play our way uh, and that's how we're going to win. And when you come up a team as good as Barcelona. You sort of have to do that, don't you? You have to negate the opposition, surely. Or try to. Yeah, I think, I think the issue with that is as well that you've got three players that are incredible. Luis Suarez, joint top scorer in Europe's top five leagues and got the second most assists. So he's a man banging for this know, year. I think, and I think he'll just tear Arsenal up, really. You know, playing against their centre-halves, you know, Koscielny and Mertesacker, Suarez, you know, we saw that fact, remember that 5-0 drumming that Liverpool gave Arsenal a few seasons ago, where Suarez mm. was just, from the start, was pressing Harry in, and it sort of gave Liverpool that momentum. Similar thing will happen to Barcelona, I think. Oh, I, just, I, I hope they don't get absolutely... Yeah, I, I, I say... There's been I, some I hope, classics. Exactly, you know, I hope Arsenal, that it does, it does keep, they do keep it tight, but I just think, one, if one goal goes in early doors in that tie, it might open up the, the floodgates. So there you go, through harm. We're not telling Arsenal fans to shut up. But, you they've know, got to hang in there, haven't they, Arsenal? They've got to be, they've got to be resolute. <laughs> Here's a good question from Matty Jones, going on what we were just talked about there. What will Leicester have to do in the summer and next season in order to make themselves into a consistent contender for Europe? Obviously going to be a lot of money flooding into that team. Not only the, the position they're finishing in, but you assume Champions League qualification, of course, the new TV deal. Is there a danger of maybe upsetting the harmony at the club if they bring in too many players? They're going to have to be very smart with their recruitment, aren't they, yeah, certainly. I mean, it, everyone needs to be a shrewd investor, but it's hard. It becomes harder and harder the more that people realise you have cash to spend. Mm. Um, so the market sort of changes depending on how much money is in it, um, and this is almost a kind of inflation, if you like. When when more money like that comes in, then it, uh, a lot of prices become inflated. Uh, you'd be, I'll be interested to see which uh, scout was the good one. Uh, <laughs> come next year. Yes, that's very true. But they could both be good. But, uh, you know, there's, there probably are going to be some shrewd buys out there. Mm. Um, so let's point. see. Here's a question from Nico back on Real Madrid. Do you think Real Madrid, the coaching role, is more a matter of managing the egos and the players since the team is so good already? It seems a lot, though, um, like uh, what the players have reacted to is tactics that they want. So it's sort of a balance, isn't it? Because, mm. I mean, Dave was saying it the other night on the live stream. You know, I, I asked, you know, what would this team of Rafa Benitez doing, be doing? And Dave sort of said, well, they're playing the kind of passing football that Madrid fans and Madrid players want to play and see. Or at least they're on their way towards that. So it's a management. I mean, you know, Ronaldo's going to be happy if his side is playing beautiful football because it enhances his brand. Interesting. Um, is it? <laughs> I'm not sure it is. 
question here from Nico. If Mourinho were to take the job at United, don't you think there would be an air about it? That he only got it because there isn't anyone else. He was recently passed over it when Sir Alex retired, wasn't he? And if he really well, did bring United fans what they want, they were insulting him for playing boring football just a year ago. It was a massive, massive mistake them not getting Mourinho then because he would have been perfect Blimey. to transition the club. It would have got rid of the direct players he would have signed. Um, you know, built the core back up, which would have been good for the next what five, ten years. But obviously, they didn't go down that line because they think Mourinho, you know, doesn't suit this. You know, doesn't, doesn't fit the United image. But then, in the day, I think they've got a question to themselves: What is the United image? Because wow. it was it's just a big devil, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Mourinho is a devil, though. We all know is what you know. It's what he's done um, in years gone by. But he's a, he's a very, very good coach. He is one of the best coaches in the world. His record speaks for itself. You might have. Uh, trophies he's won and I think that it's going to be exciting to see these young players the pace of Martial and Memphis Depay under Mourinho because he can he can make them into superstars D- and that's Dave, the exciting though, thing how, how happy would you be as a United fan for anyone to ever turn around to you and say you parked the bus tonight fine why not we, you did that how we, when we won the Champions League in 2008 we, we set up shop we parked our bus against Barcelona we beat them 1-0 over, the, over 180 minutes and mm. that was one of the greatest performances a Man United's team has ever put across so you'd be okay. luckily I mean, enough I was there I'm just I'm just wondering I, I mean you know I don't think parking I, I, bus I, I was might, bad I just I, think it's I, interesting I think defensive football there's a place for any club to play defensive football at a certain time I think you've got to be flexible I believe in fluidity and flexibility and I feel that you've got to be able to attack but also equally you've got to be able to defend it's not football isn't a game of just attacking you know we can play like Barcelona if we have the technical players mm. to play like Barcelona what? if you can't you need to find an Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Of a way to win. And Mourinho's shown tactic going forward as well. Like, you know, the, was it PSG where he eventually, at the end of the game, he had four forwards on the pitch, four strikers. You know, fair mm. play to him. He's increasing that, that attacking, um, you know, attacking element of the team over and over again. It's something that we did on the radio, wasn't it, Lawrence? That, yeah. Uh, the greatest managers and, and how Mourinho reacted in that game as substitutions. He had a plan that, you know, on 60 minutes, he'd bring on one forward and then they switched to this formation. Then on uh, 75 minutes, he'd bring on another forward and they switched to this formation. Eventually, they were playing a 3-3-4. And that's clever, clever stuff. Tactically, that's very, very smart. Yeah. And Mourinho is the best for that, you know, defensively and going forward. He can increase it. You know, he always goes to, if his team's losing, you know, when um, when he had uh, Michael Essien, for example, he'd always put, when they were losing, to increase the tactic, increase the attacking intent of his side. He put Essien from uh, defensive midfield to right back. So he'd have three defenders, Michael mm-hmm. Essien, who would play like a, you know, completely down that side, coming inside and all sorts of things. But it, it's like, it's clever. It's it's evolving the side through the match. And I think that's what Mourinho does so, so well. His, his tactically, his decisions are just brilliant. But Dave, you might be a bit screwed at this point because Alexis Galitzen says, uh, recently Felix Magat offered, offered to not award points for nil-nil draws. <laughs> if that comes but, but, into the game, Mourinho's screwed. Dave, what do you think? Nil-nil? Uh, so I, re- I just missed your question, mate. Well, oh, okay. It went quiet. Uh, what, Dave, what do you think of a nil-nil draw? Uh, not I, getting any points. Nil-nil, nil. 
Pwah. Yeah, that, uh, where would Man United be this Good season enemy. with that? <laughs> be bottom of the league, wouldn't they? Yeah. So what do you <laughs> do? Well, I think that's the thing. Yeah, you're nil, not going to win the league like this. A nil-nil is a, it's a good result in in certain matches. You know, away at, for example, away at a title contender, nil-nil away from home is a very, very good result. Obviously not at home. You need to win your home games. Yeah. Um, <coughs> doesn't we, work, does we, it? We've answered about four questions, so we should probably try probably, and, uh, yeah. try oh, and well, get The host should probably try and take it along then, shouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to interrupt Dave. He's, he's so passionate. He was he's in his such... flow. Yeah, <coughs> sounded great. Sorry, guys, um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it to two words. Let's, yeah. let's do a power round, two words, answers. Power Three round. Words. Um, this is the question, just a nice comment. Alan Apfel said, love the China feature. I lived in Shanghai in 2012. I went to a couple of Shenua games. Cracking atmosphere. The love is there. Interesting. Oh, there you comments. go. The first person ever to say that China's passionate about football. Love it. Uh, Tegolazzo said, is Kimmich the next Mascherano? Dave, I don't know who that is. Do you? Yeah, yeah Barca, uh, Barcelona. Sorry, Bayern Munich uh, defensive midfielder. He's been playing centre-back recently. Uh, very, very good on the ball. Very calm. So, yeah, potentially could be the next Mascherano. Wow. Mascherano is a very unique. He's a very unique player, though, isn't he? That's the thing. Yeah. So Mascherano, obviously, a little bit more. Um, dogged. Than he's a little bit more aggressive. Than, yeah. yeah. Dogged than Kimmich. Kimmich is more of a, a reader. Um, positionally, is a lot, is, is is different. He sort of like reads the game. Will be in the right position at the right time. Whereas Mascherano is a ankle biter. I remember I watching it. when when Mascherano first came to play for Liverpool. I remember watching a game and someone was clean through on got not clean through, but like sort of running at the back line. Then Xabi Alonso was caught up pitch. Um, it was on a widescreen TV and from one side of the screen you just see a streak of red just sprint on and it's on the far, it looks like you know when you see a dog in the park chasing a ball it looked like that it was literally just Mascherano just like got him and he, he just like perfectly slid back picked the ball up and just passed it away and I was like that I like this man because he read it and did it and it was brilliant the United Hub asks, thoughts on Valencia's win? And is this a turning point? Two yes. Weeks in a row, is that? Forever. Yes. Full stop. Um, David D. Shanahan, 9.30 on Twitter said, is there a player in your team that you know they aren't very good, but you love them anyway? Hashtag keep Colo. Mignolet. He's yeah. not very good, but you love him anyway. Yeah. Jeez. Dave, anyone you love, but he's a little bit rubbish. Um, I think of late, Someone that I, I like as a person um, won't matter, but has not been performing on the pitch. Yeah. Um, and like if you see if Mourinho comes in, one matter is the first man out the door. He's gone. He's a he gone man. Done. He's absolutely gone. This when Mourinho comes quite in, poor this year. Matt is going to be like, I'll get my bag. Fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Herrera and, and Olesko. It's time yeah. to go, mate. Yeah. David, David. No, oh, da- you're staying. Okay, sorry. Bye, mate. <laughs> Alex United 15 said, Dave, what is your opinion on some of United's youth products? Uh, I think there's the ones that are close to the first team at the moment. I really like Andres Pereira. Um, I think he needs definitely more game time considering the lack of form of United. Um, Fusu Mensa looks like an absolute gem. He looks like wow. you know, so, so strong. A great athlete. Decent on the ball. Can play a number of positions. Again, why I don't understand why he's not closest to the first team with all these like defensive in- injuries. I'm not a big fan of Donald Love, I'll tell you that. I don't think he's that good. I don't understand mm. why Fusa Mensa's game, not Dave. been brought into the team and, and sort of played right back, played left back, played centre mid, played centre back. Just get him in. Next question from... Uh, very good question, actually, from Anna Thomas. Thank you, Anna, for your question. Who would be better for Newcastle? Moyes or Rogers, Lawrence? Moyes mm. or Rogers? I'd say Rogers, personally, but I can see how Moyes would work. I think I think Moyes actually, because I think Moyes would work better within the um, the budget. 
And I think Rogers requires some mm. investment and some time. And I don't think Newcastle have either of those. <laughs> Great question. Again, from The Virtual Truth said, is there much difference in real life between Adaris and Zlatan? Is Ibra overhyped? Hashtag TF3. Um, what do we reckon, David? We just saw Adaris, as we mentioned earlier, score an absolute screamer in the um, Champions League. He's at, at, He's scoring a hell of a lot of goals this season. I think he's got more than, probably not anymore, but there was a stat earlier in the season he's got more goals than Messi, Suarez and uh, Benzema Neymar. <laughs> Adam, you can't, you can't use stats that are outdated. <laughs> I know, but that, show, that shows. I think that, that was for a top 10. At the, the beginning of the season, he but, had one goal and that was no, no, more I'm than Messi like, and Ronaldo. I'm talking like two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, I saw this. This was doing the rounds. That shows um, how impressive he's been this season. He's, he's only scored 13 goals this year. Only 13. Obviously, that's a cracking only. record. Uh, in La Liga. So he is a little bit behind Zlatan on 21, um, mm. Lewandowski on 21, Ronaldo on 21, Iguain and Suarez, who are the top five. Yeah, uh, compared to Zlatan, it, though. So, so I'd say the thing is that Zlatan consist- has been consistent for his whole career, has won so many medals and, and whatever, and he's he can show that he can he can pull something magic out the bag um, a little bit more frequently than Adariz. Adariz is a player that sort of hit his peak at 32, and he's been really, really good for the last few seasons. But I think Zlatan's longevity gives it to Zlatan. Um, Anna Thomas asked another question who's the best footballer among you three and then she puts another tweet saying star free with an F I think that's a, a bit of a dig on my pronunciation okay. thank you Anna who is the best it's, footballer it's among you it's me Anna next question three? it's Lawrence you've <laughs> seen the footage Anna you've seen you the know footage. the answer to this yeah. question already it's just me um, no need to ask the question I believe Shailen Patel said is the lack of investment in youth development a driving force England's recent underachievements yes massively no massively oh wow who is the better striker said Shrishant Louis no 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 (laughs) Uh, let's go back to that question because I don't feel we gave it enough time we give it slightly more time yeah of course yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah just like no Um, (laughs) it's a a big question yeah of course it is but I I think there's it's it's not only down to money I don't think every every other country that's bringing you through has you know masses of money um, I think that it's also down to attitudes and a lot of those things uh, and culture and a lot of those, those things have changed. There was a really good conversation on BT Sport not long ago with Glenn Hoddle and uh, a load of other guys who had young kids in the game. Yeah, I think it was Lee Sharp. Um, hey, was it Lee Sharp? Oh, no, Rob Lee. Um, right. And uh, Robbie Savage, never mind. And a couple of other people. And they were all saying how their kids were going through at the academy. And they yeah. just wanted their kids to enjoy the football. But they said they'd seen kids come off the pitch crying because of they, how their dad was going to tell them off after the game. And, mm. it's a, it, you know, culturally, I think Britain is a little bit behind in terms of how it sees competition. And that's mm. because of consistent conservative governments just messing the country up, guys. Okay. <laughs> okay, Lawrence. If you bring in your political agenda. If you, there's no agenda, Dave. If you, if, you, no agenda. if you put people in competition for no reason and you try and burn a region... Then you know you're gonna you're gonna cause problems. Competition is mm-hmm. good for young footballers. Yeah, but Dave, there's it breeds, difference. It breeds success. But the right kind of competition. <laughs> you know, we're not in the Hunger Games here, Dave. We're, there's different <laughs> nice. kinds of competition. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's just making noises. Oh, there's a joke there. An in joke. I could have made there. Who's the better striker, Dave Lewandowski or Aguero? He's asked you specifically. Oh, Lewandowski, because he scores goals. <laughs> and Aguero doesn't. Um, well, Lewandowski scored more goals than Aguero this season. Aguero, a whole 
seven more. So I'm going to say Lewandowski is seven more than Aguero. Wow. Here's a great question from Graham Cumberbatch. I'm pretty sure that's not his real second I hope name. it is. Anyway, Graham. He says, Di Maria, Pogba, Boateng, Cuadrado, Salah, Ben Arthur. Is the Premier League flop a myth? Is the BPL self-critical enough in evaluating how much of these cases amount to a team's failure to integrate a world-class talent versus a player's inability to adapt? I like that question a lot. And I like the, 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 the questions he's posing here. What do we reckon, Dave? Because, I mean, the, the players he's talking about there, there is, that, there is a weird phenomenon they're not all the same. We should say all those, uh, all the situations in those cases aren't all the same. Mm. Yeah, they're very different. Yeah, that's. I think that's the first thing. I think that a lot of those players that are very, very good players, they've all. It's all like a different reason. Well, I don't know why it'd all be different, but there's quite a lot of difference. For example, Boateng with uh, Di Maria, for example. Boateng was a pretty decent Premier League player, mm. um, and then went to AC Milan and sort of evolved even more. And then he's obviously can, subsequently from that, he's kind of gone back again and gone a bit rubbish again. But it was Di Maria. Talking, I think he's talking about Jerome Boateng. Oh, Jerome Boateng. Sorry. Yeah. Fuck. yeah, but then Kevin Prince Boateng was very good. So Jerome Boateng, yeah, I think that there's, <laughs> that's, that's to do with you know, Man City's um, inability to maybe adapt him into their squad. He was never first choice there. Right. Um, even and you've, got, he, you've, got, you've got people like Ben Arthur who are obviously... It's timing very, as well. Yes. It's, time, it's purely timing. I mean, Pogba, if he'd been part of another generation under another manager, then... Would have been see, there. It's also that, that I think Pogba's situation required an attitude... Um, assessment and that was one that maybe uh sir alex's methods didn't work on also quadrado and salah obviously wings both chelsea wingers Marie. we've spoken yes. about this they're both chelsea wingers if you hoard wingers and then you give them to Mourinho, and then he goes don't want them they're yeah. not going to sell them to anyone else in england salah would have yeah. worked great at another premier league team yeah as would quadrado at times although i think quadrado is very suited to where he is now Yes. So in some of these cases, you know, it is the, it is the player's fault. They maybe didn't adapt or didn't have the, the, the attitude to stay in England or... or Sometimes it's not fault, cases. though. Sometimes it's literally just situational and it's sort of circumstance. Shit happens, as they say. I think that's actually um, what it says on Chelsea's wall in the changing room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nico said, Liverpool City for the cup final on February. Litty. Litty. Mm. Uh, I can see Liverpool winning that one. I think that'd be fantastic. I would love it. I'd love it if we beat them. I love it. (laughs) AKA Juice said, will you guys ever do a meet and greet? (gasps) What a great idea. Can we go go to the pub and have a few few bottles of Peroni? You know, the only thing that would happen is it would just be us three and AKA Juice sitting in a pub. That's not a meet and greet. That's just yeah, a maybe play, just well, a maybe should, well, let's go and play five aside or something. I'm sure we could get seven other people to come, seven listeners to come play five aside. Yeah, Adam, we don't, you don't want people to see how bad you are. <laughs> you meant good, Lawrence. Yeah, I'll be the manager. Was... Yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Lawrence. I can't come slipper. on the pitch today. I'm directing. <laughs> yeah, you okay. can play whatever position you want in I'll five aside. Yeah, you Go. can. Yours is Go. yours tends to be destroyer. <laughs> yours tends to be destroyer, Adam. There's never he a five is... side match that I haven't seen Adam play where he just goes through someone. He goes, "Sorry, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm yeah. just big," and you're like, "No, you reckless bastard." I'm basically, I used to be a centre back and I was pretty decent, but obviously, I'm a lot slower now, so I think I can get the ball. Never do. Just end up taking <laughs> people. Polite just like people. I'm just like that. Like uh, I like to think half a second, but it's more like two seconds, like too late, and just there, end up. There's a time. Uh, there was a time the five side match. We saw Adam 
I just saw Adam just go through someone. He was like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And a few minutes later, I went through him. And because he'd gone through this other guy, I was pissed off. And I was like, I'm not going to help him up. And I walked away. I looked back. And Adam's looking up at me from the floor. And I think that's the moment his perception changed. He just went, Loss. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Mate. Eat carpet, bitch. You just get me down here. Yeah. Uh, potentially, let's, uh, if you want to do a meet and greet, which would be weird, then let's do that. Maybe play five aside. I think that'd be a fun way to do it. I uh, think five aside would be really good, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think it'd actually be great fun. I mean, we could go to the pub uh, afterwards for afterwards, Dave's yeah. uh, Peroni suggestion. Not yep. that we're sponsored by Peroni. Peroni, if you are listening, do sponsor us. If Suarez <laughs> keeps this form up, aka Juice says, he's also asked another question. If he wins, uh, if he keeps this form up, Suarez, will he win the Bell on Door? He should he's gonna be. He's going to be in the conversation, isn't he? This year? I, I don't. I don't think they'll give it to him though because of his, the you know, the issues that he's had in his career. Mm. I think that politically, I don't think he's going to win it. But he, I think you know, if he does continue his form, he should win it. I think over time, it, 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 you need a few years where he's in the wilderness and he needs to have that wilderness time. And then he comes back and people are like, oh, you've changed, Louis. And he's like, yeah, I've changed. I'm different. I'm a different man. I don't shout at Espanol players anymore. Most and asked a good question. Most in 29. How does Luis Enrique compare to Guardiola tactically, seeing as Barca recently surpassed their unbeaten streak under Guardiola? Guardiola. Slightly more flexible. Yeah, it's more um, a little bit more aggressive. It's more um, focused down the wings, you'd say, than Guardiola's side. That was a lot. The ball went central and then went wide. I'd say it goes to fullback and then goes wide. The transition is a hell of a lot quicker. They're not too, you know, they can keep possession of the ball, but they do attack a lot more. I think it is a better side. It's an evolution defensively. They're a lot better, in my opinion. I think they're structurally. Um, when other teams are attacking them, their shape is a bit better. Under Guardiola, there was obviously a lot of pressing high up the pitch and then they retreat into their shape. This side likes to go into their shape a lot earlier. So it's different. I don't think it actually, it's probably not better. It's just very different. Um, yeah. But then both brilliant sides. Pizball, always asking a good question, said, should the FA Cup get rid of oh. replays? Careful, Post whoever's in the here. kitchen. Post um, is here. All right, okay. Uh, Pizball said, should the FA Cup get rid of replays? Yes. No. Yes. yes. No. Yes. Waste time. No. Yes, play too many games as it is already. Ah, but Adam, but now here comes my... And the, Come this, on, hit this, me. What if the FA Cup had a Champions League spot? Mm, I, I've heard that discussed before and people usually come back with you're oh. cheapening the competition. The achievement should be the fact you're winning the FA Cup. You shouldn't be attack on this 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 uh, golden pot in the rainbow, if you will. Well, I guess the but, point the point would also be you do win something for winning the FA. You don't just get the trophy. Um, but uh, no, because it's not it, if it loses its status. Other countries do it. Although you would say it would definitely harm England's coefficient because you know if Yeovil do go in the Champions League, they are. But do you think uh, what <laughs> about um, surely the Carling Cup? Carling Cup, Jesus. The League One Cup. What am I talking about? The Adam, League Are Cup. you all right, Adam? Adam, are you drawing <laughs> like a complete melt? The League, <laughs> the league Cup. Guys, the Serie A Cup. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I would Surely say. I'd get rid of that. Get rid of the yes. League Cup. I think that's, that was... It's, it just seems a bit useless. Not the entire League Cup. I'm talking about the second legs. <laughs> no, no, I'm no. talking about the whole... I'm talking about Bloody I'm going to go revolutionary. I'm, I'm getting rid of it. I've been in it. And there'll be more focus on the FA Cup, I think. I think that'll be you better. Did, uh, 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 replays are good in the FA Cup because of course it's fantastic to see the smaller teams they get to go to the bigger clubs it's obviously very lucrative for them it's a bit you know it, it does add to that fairy tale of it's the just competition it's a bit wet it's a bit wet but at the same time Lawrence you mentioned the coefficient there 
do you not think the amount of games I mean you, even Jurgen Klopp was sort of taken aback by how many games they've played in the FA Cup and the League Cup yeah. taking away some of those games is that almost not going to help the coefficient because English teams you theorise might perform better in Europe if they, have yeah. to, if they play less games well yeah but you'd say that it, that would be massively outweighed by if the FA Cup had um, if the FA Cup was uh, you know the prize was to win the champ- Champions League spot then the big issue would be that you know if, if Yeovil or Huddersfield or whoever gets in they're not going to be able to compete against a Barcelona or a Spartak but or a, I, I think you know, that wouldn't happen though because if it was a Champions League spot people would take it seriously you'd, you'd think yeah, but Dave, the point would also be that if you, you know, if you have a load of one-off games, it's a cup run. It's not the same as a league. You know, it's not an average. It's, mm. um, it, you know, there have been strong sides out there that have beaten, been beaten in the cup, um, or someone might yeah, get a, a lucky draw or a, you know, a, four, I think or a fortuitous if, if draw. It was, if, if there was a big trophy for, if there was a big, um, you know, tr- not trophy, what prize. I'm looking for, I'm having a meltdown like Adam just did. Then. If there's a big, if there's a big reward, so, yeah. you know, you do get to. Mm. Teams like the big teams aren't going to play weak inside, and you're going to see the um, the consistent this the, the like the number of draws, the number of draws that could become lucky, the number of lucky performances are going to go down. And I doubt, I doubt wow. that a team would get to the to final that's not. A, We've not got a a you're, under, you're underestimating though, Dave, the power of uh, the mental side of the game. I think there because a lot of players would want that. So it, you know, a, a, a team of Yeovil players, and I'll keep using Yeovil. I've got respect for them, but they would have the motivation of we can go on a trip here if we win this we will be very famous for doing this this will be a massive achievement and so uh, you know and i know that it goes one way but it also goes the other i think it just go go the way towards the bigger teams that have a lot more a good thing teams. a good thing about it would be it would take some of the power away from the premier league which has a throttle on the top yeah, four right true. now and so yeah. it would also make the premier league a more competitive and diverse environment because people would have to be in the top 3 now, that really is a slim margin. Oh, Jesus. Here is a somewhat related question from Osbert Ferrero Moshe Moore. He <laughs> says, hey, guys. Who think they... He's calling Ferrero Moshe. Ferrero Roche Moore. Okay. His surname's Moore. Osbert, thank you for your question. He said, hey, guys, do you think there is a chance that Tottenham are spreading themselves too thin by fielding strong teams in free competitions, Premiership, FA Cup and Europa League? Or is the consistency in the selection one of the team's strengths? Or has Pochettino just developed... Uh, a strong enough squad to allow uh, for an acceptable level of rotation without disrupting the tactical rhythm and strength of this team. He rotates Particularly the right interested players. to hear Adam's opinions as a Spurs fan. So That's do you think there's a chance Spurs are spreading themselves too thin? I think that is, this is the time where that could become a problem. I think Pochettino spoke about it last week uh, in a press conference. He said he needs to manage uh, his squad and his resources better than he did last season. And I think, Dave, you brought that stat out last week talking about how Pochettino's teams mm-hmm. struggle in the final 10 games in the league. That's obviously something we need to try and avoid. I think the difference this season is that we do actually have quite a strong squad. I mean, we've seen uh, Ben Davies uh, and Trippier come in, Walker and Rose uh, switch the next week without any impact, really. There's a fantastic level of consistency there. Uh, in midfield as well, I think, arguably... We've got one of the best midfields in the league, funnily enough. I wouldn't have said that at the start of the season. Yeah. But now, now the, the, the way Spurs have formed, we've got a lot of options in there, which is obviously very important. But the thing everyone goes back to is we don't have options up front. Yes, Heung-Min Son can play up front, but he's not uh, the level of Harry Kane, uh, who is so integral to the team. So I think uh, most Spurs fans I speak to, such as uh, you know Barnaby from Spurdon, he... We seem to think we should be prioritising the, the Premier League this season. Like we need to keep our focus there because not only do we have a chance of 
qualifying for the Champions League, which didn't seem possible at the start of the season either. But we could actually win the thing. Um, <laughs> so I would like us to, to prioritise more the Premier League. I don't think too many Spurs fans would uh, you know, be crying themselves to sleep if we did get knocked out of the Europa League. Um, even the same with the FA Cup, unfortunately. But I think we do have more depth, but not enough to sustain us to win all three of those competitions, essentially. Dave, do you agree? It's on. There you go. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> Interesting how you, you, you know, I've never thought that Spurs have the best uh, midfield in the league, but they kind of do, don't they? It's evolved. Weirdly, yeah. Weirdly, it's sort of like evolved that the, you know, other players are coming in the right sort of no moment in their career in a way. Eric Dyer, centre back, uh, full back by trade, probably now evolved into a central midfielder that drops between the yeah. centre backs. And then you've got, uh, you know, uh, Moussa Dembele back in the side playing the best football since his days at Fulham when he played central midfield there. Very aggressive, wins mm. the ball well, can distribute. And then Deli Ali, obviously, his goal scoring feats and assisting feats this year have been absolutely excellent. Um, been directly involved in more goals than any player under 21 in the Premier League this season. So credit to him and his talent. And then you've got Christian Eriksen who's banging form. And then whether Lamella comes in or Chadley mm. comes in or Son yeah, yeah. comes in, they do. You know, Spurs have a lot of quality central. I'd say Arsenal would have had the best midfield if Coquelin mm. and Cazorla had stayed fit for the year. But now right. the Spurs have, have done it, definitely. I'd say they've probably got the best midfield. The other one as well, is obviously we've got the best defence in the league. And when Vertonga got injured, Everyone panicked. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's sweating. It's all it's all gone wrong." But Kevin Vimmer has come in as well, and he's mm. been seamless, been fantastic. Um, what a so Vimmer! Yeah. What a Vimmer! What a Vimmer! Is he still still yet to? I oh know because so you can you conceded against City, didn't he? It's like he hadn't conceded yes. a goal in nearly three hundred minutes of Premier League football, which is pretty impressive for a, you know for your what debut season. Vimmer. Um, final couple of questions here Roman Esquera said do you think the strategy China is taking is going to be sustainable um, I think you heard term. our chat with uh, with good old um, Professor Chadwick last week I think it is unless some, I think he, he sort of said off camera say if President Xi for example was no longer in power or something happened to him maybe there'd be a change but at the moment the, the, the and presidents <laughs> never die. Yes, <laughs> but there's there's so much, there's so much behind it. There's so much behind the the boom, both government, uh, private business, that it makes it seem different to ones we've seen in the past. I yeah. wonder if uh, at some point what would happen is a similar thing to uh, the way that when you know when FIFA got a little bit too you know handy handy catcher you know bung uh, will other people step in and sort of go oh you know we should be looking at this government's practices you know mm. is this a legitimate league worldwide in football are these people laundering are these people doing this are these people doing mm. that um, but I think some people the, pr- the problem would be that uh, you shouldn't throw stones if you live in a glass house well said take that um, if you've got a glass jaw you should watch your mouth and break your <laughs> face at Turtle Muncher said, who are your three favourite players in the world at the moment? Let me give you a really boring answer and say Messi, Neymar and Harry Kane. Ooh. What about you, Lawrence? <laughs> um, Messi and Neymar are just a joy to watch, I think. And Kane is just an absolute legend in my eyes. Um, uh, and he's very good as well, to be fair to him. I like Dybala, Alonso and... Obviously. Oof. I'm going to pick someone good... Mamadou Sako. <laughs> Someone good, Lawrence. Yes. He's fun to watch. He's, he is fun to watch, yeah. Um, at the moment, right now, I'm going to go with yes, Dave, this um, Pogba, Dybala, yeah. and Benucci. 
Oh, very Juve centric. Well, yeah, no, that isn't Juve centric, Dave. That's all Juve players. Literally, yeah. That's quite Juve centric, isn't it? Oh, yes. Name their starting eleven. Said favorite football tournament format. Different types of leagues, knockout rounds, etc. Um, do you ever what wish what? that the World Cup was truly the World Cup and that for like three months of the year we had every country just going <laughs> somewhere and all those teams just descended on, you know, a continent? Yes. Uh, that'd be crazy. It would be amazing. Um, uh, favourite tournament format. Tournament format. Um, I, Champions League is a good format. Uh, Oh, yeah, I was going to say the Champions League is probably my favourite. Wish it was uh, sometimes I do wish it was pure knockout though, and only the champions of the the leagues. Ah, uh, yeah, school. you see, that would be really good if it was the champions. I mean, like so. But incredible. then I think they expanded it because some people, well, obviously, some people got pissy, but also some people were sort of like, well, you know, we we we're we're going to be the champions this season. You know, you you've got to. You've got to think about that, Adam. You can't just have, sort of, you know, just, just, you can't have just, I mean, imagine if this season Chelsea had been playing, it was just Chelsea representing. Yeah, they won the league last year. They deserve it. Next season, Leicester. That's great. Jason um, Adamson said, which signing was better? Milner to Liverpool or Schweinsteiger to Man United? I think we all know the answer to that. I don't, I, I don't think any of us need to answer that one, do we? I think we can all just wink at yeah. each other and know. Yes. James yeah. Milner. Oh right! Uh, like I said, Dave, we don't we don't need to say <laughs> Dave again. Let's not you. say the name. Um, to end the podcast, oh. a perfect question encapsulated what we're all about here. Maximilian, that guy matter on Twitter said, "Looks or personality?" Both. I've lucked out. Oh. Wow! Well played, um, Boris. Thank both, you. Apparently, Dave. I think that's a good way of no. Putting you it. have to pick one or the other, Adam. You shallow oh, bastard. Is that not how it works? I'm going to go personality. Of course, oh. you are. Why would anyone go looks? It's true. Very true. Um, I'm going to say both like you guys. And on that note, that brings an end to the Q&A podcast. Do you have a bumper? I just realised we've been talking for an hour. Yeah, I know. Oh, I was yeah. sort of sitting here like, we're going to wrap this one up in a minute. Sorry, I just we just kept going. I was having so much fun. Uh, hopefully everyone else <laughs> out there enjoyed it as well. We did Thank you for listening. All right. Thank you for sending your questions. We did get through pretty much all of them, I think. If we did miss you, apologies. Make sure you send uh, your questions on Twitter, at the front three. You can DM us as well if you if you want. Uh, go into our, slide into our DMs, as they say. <laughs> Leave us a nice question. Um, if you do want to be so kind as to rate the podcast on iTunes, that would be very much appreciated. Just type in the front three on your podcast app give us a little rating out of five stars could be five if you want give us a little review tell us why you like the podcast all that sort of good stuff does help a lot until next week though lawrence where can the good people find you on twitter um matt loscast l-o-z-c-a-s-t i'm really looking forward to champions league live this week it's Ooh, tuesday it's night on good. tfr tuesday yes. night on tfr definitely come and check these guys out dave before they come and see you on champions league live next week where can they find you um, at Squawker Dave, uh, S Q U A W K A D A V E. <laughs> oh, it's early on Saturday. If you want to find me on Twitter, go to at Adam Boltwood on Twitter. Go to the Football Republic on YouTube. Go to the Front Free on YouTube as well. Whoop. Until next week, have a great week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. 
That's stamps.com code program. Kent. Boom. 